0: Everybody. welcome to episode number, I believe it's 34 now, I think. Yeah, episode 34. Wow, it's amazing how the year's gone by for me. So, anywho, uh, I'm joined today with Heather. Heather, how you doing this week?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Finally feeling better after going through that real bad flare I was going through.
0: Oh, good deal. That's never a fun thing to go through whatsoever. I know it's a very painful thing to have happen to anybody, so I never wish that upon anyone, as well as any other type of illness. So, uh, how did you feel about the programming this week?
1: Um, it was okay, um, as far as WWE, um... Nothing spectacular to really talk about. Uh, AEW was pretty good, um, like building up, you know, to Full Gear. I enjoyed it, and like Full Gear was like out of this world. Like I was really enjoy Full Gear. Um, but like I said, WWE was okay. AEW was better, and Full Gear out of this world. That's my take this week.
0: <laughs> and I. Actually, I do agree with that, um, even though I was kind of down and out early in the week. I kind of felt WWE was kind of in the right place, though. This was definitely AEW's week, especially with their build-up to Full Gear from last night. Um, WWE's still in the process of working their build-up toward the Survivor Series, which is coming up next week. And the best thing about Survivor Series this year is they've decided to bring the War Games Gimmick match, which I think that's the right fit for Survivor Series, especially now that we've seen uh, War Games on the NXT brand. I think having it on the main roster premium live events is the better call. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, with that being said, why don't we just go ahead and get started with the WWE results? On Monday Night Raw, we see a build-up to Lashley defeating Mustafa Ali. B.A.M. gets the victory over Tamina. Chad Gable defeats Matt Riddle. Dominic Mysterio manages to defeat the gold standard Shelton Benjamin. Sky gets a victory over Dana Brooke. Dolph Ziggler gets a DQ victory over Austin Theory. Baron Corbin... Gets a match win over Akira Tozawa, and from the main event for the United States Championship, Seth Freakin' Rollins retains against Finn Balor. And for NXT, which I thought the card was a little weird for what it was, but I guess we'll go with it anyway. Braun Breaker retains his NXT Championship against Vaughn Wagner. Indashir, did I pronounce that right? Indashir.
1: I I think that's how it is. Uh. I I I wasn't really sure myself. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyways, they basically defeat a couple of scrubs: George Cannon and Ariel Dominguez. Apollo Cruz gets a victory over J.D. McDonough. The dyad defeating the team of Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Indy Hartwell gets the victory over Tatum Paxley. And Mandy Rose retains her NXT Women's Championship in a last-woman standing match against Alba Fire. And for the SmackDown results, Ricochet defeats Mustafa Ali in the first-round World Cup tournament. Karrion Cross gets the victory over Madcap Moss. Shotzi gets a victory over Shayna Baszler. The New Day and Braun Strowman gets a win over Imperium. And Butch gets the victory over Sami Zayn in another first round for the World Cup tournament. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really have much for thoughts this week other than I think WWE's making the right choice doing a slow build toward the war games. You don't really want to rush to it. Um, the one thing I do like is the suspension for... Er, not suspension, but the suspense for... Bianca Belair's team getting their fifth member to go up against Rhea Ripley, Nikki Cross, and Damage Control. Um, I'm a little lost, though, with Mia Yim. I'm a little disappointed in the fan reaction since her return to the WWE. I thought it would have been a little bit better since she went to Impact for that little while and then came back to the WWE. How do you kind of see that whole situation?
1: Um, I figured when she came back, it would have been a bigger pop for her when she came back. Uh, there was a pop for her, but, like, not as big that I, as I expected. Like, when she came back, I thought the fans would have been more excited to see her. Um, I was happy to see her. I was really excited that she showed up, and especially, you know, that when she came in and and, and you, she attacked Rhea like she did, and everybody's like, she took care of the Rhea problem. You know, I thought she would get a better uh, – you know, better pop and everything like I said for her coming back um, and the fifth member of Bianca's team I'm, I can't wait to see who that is um, because now that we got Rhea on um, damage control side with Nikki Cross so that, I'm really excited to see who Bianca, the fifth member is for Bianca's team
0: I still just have this sneaky suspension, uh, suspicion right choice of words I, with Survivor Series being in Boston, I still have this gut feeling we're going to end up seeing the return of Sasha Banks.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that myself.
0: However, there's still <laughs> other fits for that fifth member. Candice Uh who else did they take out recently? I can't remember. Oh, shit. My, my mind is going to hell.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to be any help there either. <laughs>
0: Yeah, COVID last week took my brain out, apparently. So, yeah, I'm sure it'll come back to mind eventually. But, yeah, there's there's a couple potentials there that could be the mm-hmm. fifth member. But I'm still going to stay strong by my thoughts. And I eventually think we're going to see Sasha Banks return.
1: Yeah, that would be the ultimate thing right there for Sasha Banks to come. You yeah, especially with it being in Boston, Survivor Series. You know, like you said, that would just be the ultimate Pop the ultimate, just everybody blow their minds for her to come back right there.
0: And how did you uh, see Austin Theory now being a little more serious role than what he was with the money in the bank?
1: Oh my god, I'm gonna tell you, I loved it. And he, uh, yeah, he made it to my top 10. I'm just gonna tell you that. I love seeing that side of him. That whole deal with him and the selfie and the the bullshit, I hated that. But seeing that more serious side of him and him actually doing and wrestling and destroying people, I love to see it. I love that side of him.
0: It was almost a blessing to get that Money in the Bank contract off. However, like you and Carlos mentioned in last week's episode, and... I'm sorry, Austin Boyer. I'm going to contest your last episode on that. It did not make sense to cash in a Money in the Bank contract on an open challenge. Logistically, that does not make sense. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now, if for by chance Seth Rollins defended it against a different opponent last week and then Theory cashed it in, that would have made more sense. But when you have an open challenge, that's already open. You don't need to use your money in the bank for that. Now I, I do. Sorry, I know I do agree. Him using it for a kind of, I guess you can say, the mid-card titles, like whether it's the United States or the Intercontinental Championships, that's fine. I think everybody new knows that you can use that contract on any championship in the wwe even the nxt championships however it just yeah there it made zero sense to use that cash in
1: but but see wasn't okay didn't the match between seth and bobby did i the bell did not even ever ring right it was not even ever an official match was it like bobby just come out there and started beating the hell out of seth right I don't remember the bell ringing and it ever being an official match.
0: No, that's the thing is there was real no official match for the United States Championship. Bobby Lashley lost it after he kept uh, attacking Rollins before the match officially could start. And Adam Pearce decided to throw Bobby out for the night. And that's when Austin Theory came in. And yeah, that, so that's, he could
1: have just came out there and accepted the open challenge and of cashing in. That's what I was thinking, you know, like why cash in? Open challenge, come up there, accept the open challenge, and try to get the belt. No need to cash in.
0: Yeah, that that would uh that definitely is not where the logistics made sense for sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but seeing the serious side of Austin Theory now, it's definitely making him look a lot better. And the fact that I like that he was referencing being called a kid. Now he's not a kid yeah. anymore. I think we're gonna see better things out of out of theory, Austin Theory now than what we were while Vince McMahon was grooming him up to take whatever position he was had planned for him. However, this now throws some confusion because now we got the third element to look at: Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley wants that championship back. Are we going to now see maybe a possible triple threat for the United States Championship?
1: That that could possibly be what's going to happen because Bobby wants that championship bad, and he's looking to destroy anybody that gets in his way. So that's probably what's going to end up happening is a triple threat because Bobby wants that championship bad. And then now apparently the Austin Theory he wants it bad, so it's going to be a big battle right there. Yeah, Seth's not going to go. He's not going to go lightly trying to lose that belt. He wants it, and then now those two want it, so it's going to be a big battle right there.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to see one hell of a battle between these three. If it ends up in a triple threat, I think the fans win in that case, no matter who ends up walking out with the championship.
1: Definitely.
0: And how are you liking the women's build up as far as the whole War Games match? Because obviously it's just going to mainly consist of the raw women's roster.
1: I'm, I love it. Like damage control, of course. You know they're playing their their same old sneaky little evil ways, which is that's what they're supposed to do. And then now they got crazy Nikki Cross on there, and she's so unpredictable. You never know what she's gonna do. And then now Rhea, yeah, that's that, that's a team right there. They're they're gonna be really good. And then of course you got um, Bianca, Oscar, and Alexa, and. um now it's me and Yem on there, and like you said, we we're waiting on that fifth member. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's a, bit, a great build up and great teams, and whoever that fifth member is is going to be excellent. And I, I'm just I cannot wait for that match right there.
0: Yeah, we're going to kind of jump the gun. Why don't we uh, talk about a little bit of SmackDown before we talk NXT? Um, Obviously, it's going to be the men from SmackDown that's going to have the War Games match for Survivor Series. I love the fact that, you know, we already have a solid team with the Bloodline and the Honorary uh, Honorary Oost Sami Zayn. And they're going to take on the team of the Brawling Brutes, Seamus Butch, Ridge Holland, Drew McIntyre, and... As of this recording right now, it's looking like Kevin Owens. However, um, reports surfaced earlier in the week that one of the house shows that Kevin Owens wrestled in, he had an MCL sprain, which is a, which is a very serious sprain right there. I I I kind of have mixed feelings. It's awesome. It would be awesome for storyline wise for Kevin Owens to be in that match, but as far as a talent's health. I'm a little. I would be a little scared because, again, that is a very serious injury to be dealing with.
1: Yeah, because I, I was really looking forward to um, him being part of the, the um, group because that was everybody's take that he was going to be the fifth member because that uh, that's what everybody's. talking about. yeah, he's going to be the member. He's going to be fifth fifth member. So I so I hope he isn't really injured like that because yeah, that is a serious injury.
0: And like I said, right now it's reported as a sprain. However, you know, Survivor Series is next week. There's no way a sprain is going to fully heal in one week. So I don't know if they yeah. have you know, Pardon my sniffing. I apologize. I'm still kind of getting over the COVID to the, our listeners there. Um, however, yeah, I, I'm a little worried. I have a feeling we might end up seeing t- someone take Kevin Owens' spot just just for safety reasons. However, if Kevin Owens does wrestle, I hope they do it as safe as possible. Cause you don't really want to push that type of an injury to any extent.
1: No, definitely not. As far
0: as uh, SmackDown goes, the one thing I am liking is the World Cup tournament. Um, Ricochet gets gets that victory over Dart or not Darby Jesus. Over Mustafa Ali, Um, the other part of the tournament, we see Butch defeating Sami Zayn. So this is now set up to where Braun Strowman is going to take on Ricochet in the semifinals. And we already see some animosity between the two because Braun Strowman seems like he's overlooking Ricochet to go take on the whole tournament and ends up facing... Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship Which is what the reward For the winner is on that World Cup tournament Do you think we end up Possibly seeing Braun Strowman win That entire tournament?
1: Uh, I don't know We could because you know if He's so the monster Among men or what is he calling himself Now he's calling himself something else
0: I always thought it was the monster Among men
1: I thought I thought a different Twitter handles or so I might be wrong. But yeah, uh that's monster of all monsters, ain't it now?
0: Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that's what I always perceived it
1: as. Yeah. I don't know, but i I think that he possibly could, um, because he seemed to be running through everybody. Um but uh, yeah, and then he's still going on to talk about everybody doing their flippy shit and everything. Um, but I see that he possibly could.
0: Right. Well, and after we watched his six man tag match with the New Day going against Imperium, yeah, I mean, he pretty much could lift Gunther up. I keep wanting to call him Walter, but Gunther, yeah, he keeps. God, he, he was about the only guy that could manhandle Gunther because of how big yeah. Gunther is, you know?
1: Yep. That's a, he's he's a good man you know and then like the whole Sheamus and Gunther I can't even say his name man I, I want to call him Walter but he there that's his and Sheamus match you ain't know, got a five star review so just imagine the match between Braun and him I but you well know, their Braun is just a big man period he can just run through him I think because then Gunther is a big man too so just imagine that match right there two big men like that. Yeah, that's going to be a match.
0: Yeah. I mean, if it does come down to that, somehow, though, I still think is going to end up retaining that Intercontinental Championship.
1: Yeah. I don't see him losing that anytime soon.
0: The one thing I do want to bring up, though, um, Karrion Cross <laughs> getting uh, interrogated by the Husos thinking... That, you know, he possibly could have been the fifth man for, you know, Sheamus, the Brutes, and McIntyre. And he made it very clear, you know, he has no alliance with any of them. And if he really wants to take down Roman, he's going to do it by himself. That would definitely be an interesting match in the future. However, I, no, don't, yes. however, I don't think Carrion's going to be the guy that takes the championships off Roman.
1: No. I don't see that, but I think it would be a good match.
0: For sure. I definitely would like to see how Carrion and Roman end up take tearing down the house. You know, that would definitely be a killer match to watch between two good superstars there.
1: Yep. I mean, just like the how um, I didn't think the Logan Paul and uh, Roman match was gonna be all that good, but that match was killer right there. I loved that whole match, and just like that's how Roman made my top my my number my number one on my top ten that week because I loved that match right there. I wasn't expecting that much out of that match, but that was a, mat, a good match right there. <laughs> so I just think I can imagine the Karen Cross match and and Roman match would be a great match too.
0: And for our long-time listeners, yes, you did hear that right. Heather did put Roman Reigns as number one in her top ten. You probably won't hear that again, but you better, like, take this recording and, like, put it on a DVD or something or your MP3 player. You got your proof right there.
1: Yeah, it probably won't ever happen again, so better save it forever. <laughs>
0: And probably the last thing I want to touch on, um, I don't really think creative did Shotzi much justice this week with her match against Shayna Baszler. I mean, obviously, Shayna Baszler being accompanied to the ring by Ronda Rousey, who's going to end up taking on Shotzi for the SmackDown Women's Championship here in the near future. I, I don't know. I think they need to find a better way to make Shotzi look a little better. And not rely on having Raquel as the help, you know, for the distractions.
1: Yeah, um, I think Shotzi's good enough on her own uh, to be able to win matches and do without having extra help. Um, she's, th- th- yeah, like you said, they're they're not doing her right. She she's way be- better on. She's a such a good enough wrestler that she can do good on her own. That's exactly how I feel.
0: Alrighty. Let's move on to the NXT brand. Um, I thought it was a definite weird night form. I thought the I thought the card was a little weird for what it is. You start off with a NXT championship match and then you end it with the NXT women's championship match, which I don't disagree with the main event. I just don't think you should open with a with the top prize on the line either. I mean that could have been more of a. Kind of like a co-main event. Could have been the second to last match of the night. It just threw me off a little bit. But it did it's job I guess. Um, yeah. I I thought Braun Breaker looked a little off. By not being able to. Really powerhouse. Von Wagner a little bit. Especially for a guy who's. Managed to do it against, I believe, Gunther at the time. I think he did it when Gunther was still known as Walter in NXT. I just feel the match didn't make either man look real great.
1: No, I don't think it did either. Didn't Braun Breaker wrestle a few matches on the main roster? Is he not ready to move up to the main roster yet or something? Because somebody had asked me about that. Because I thought he had wrestled a couple of matches on the main roster. And they had asked me um, what is going on. Why has he not moved up to the main roster? And I told him I really didn't know. I'm not sure he's quite... I
0: don't think... uh... The corporate, or the heads, or whatever you want to call them. I don't think they feel he's quite ready for main roster yet. Not saying it's not going to happen, but he did wrestle a few matches with Tommaso Ciampa when they were having their little feud with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Root at that time when Roode was still active before his injury. I think it was to kind of help the NXT ratings a little bit. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, we saw Dolph Ziggler take the championship off Braun from a triple threat match. That involved uh, Braun Breaker, Dolph Ziggler, and Tommaso Champa, And Braun Breaker ended up winning it back from Dolph. I think it was just a matter of, I think it was like three or four weeks later something like that. Was
1: oh, up. yeah, I remember that now. I remember Doc getting the belt. Yeah, I remember that now. But, yeah, because yeah, they were just asking me why he hadn't moved up to the main roster yet. And I told him I really didn't know because, you know, I, I hadn't really watched him like the whole time that he's been wrestling and stuff. But I you know, I told him that I knew that he was a good wrestler, but I didn't know, you know, why he hadn't moved up. But I knew about uh, him wrestling those few matches on the main roster. But I remember what you're talking about now with the NXT Championship.
0: Yeah, and I think Braun still needs to improve a little bit in the ring, and I think after seeing that match with Vaughn Wagner this week, that pretty much was the proof right there where I don't think he's quite main roster ready. If he can show he can power those bigger opponents a little better, then yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, Didn't really think much of him this year, you know, I... I understand why they paired, or paired Veer Mahan back with uh, Sangha, but I just don't think it's going to work out eventually for those two individuals. Um, maybe if they paired him back with, uh, weren't they with Jinder Mahal for a short time on SmackDown? I think so. Yeah, I think if they paired him back with uh, Jinder Mahal and had some type of and I know this doesn't... This isn't going to sound right. I'm not trying to be racist. But if they had some kind of, like, Indian faction there, I think it definitely would work out better for those three individuals.
1: Yeah. But what was with the squash match? I mean, I didn't even... I barely caught there's a, those two guys' names that was in the ring with them. Um, I mean, that, are they just going to start having squash matches like Veer was just having... Um, when he came on to, what was it, SmackDown?
0: Well, I think the whole point is they're trying to, they feel like they're not getting the respect from the NXT audience, and that's what their goal was, was to get the respect from the fans, and sadly, I just don't see this working out any better for them.
1: No, I don't either.
0: Um, moving on, Apollo Crews defeating J.D. McDonough I thought it was a great match. It was more of a, I guess you can say a number one contenders match for the NXT Championship. And if that is the direction they were going, I think we're going to eventually see Apollo Crews take on Braun Breaker and get his opportunity for the NXT Championship. Sorry, I had to mute myself for a second there. Um, going on to the Dyad, take uh, defeating Briggs and Jensen. Not a whole lot on, I can say about that. It was just more of distraction for to continue the Kiana James and... What the hell's her name? Fallon Henley, their little feud they're having going on. Indy Hartwell defeating Tatum Paxley. I just did not do it for me. I I don't know what it is, but it just seems like ever since Indy's been on her own and Persia Parada's been let go, not a whole lot's really gone good for Indy's career. I think maybe they need to find a way to repackage her or get her back with Dexter Loomis and have the index thing going again. It just seems out of whack now that Dexter Loomis is back in WWE that we haven't brought these two back together except for that one little short segment they did on NXT after Indy had her little breakdown. And then Mandy Rose retaining that the NXT Women's Championship against Albafire. Fire. thought it was a good move. I just didn't like the finish with Isla Dawn coming in to interfere and push elbow fire off the ladder and have her go through the table and not make the 10 count. I, I feel Mandy could have won that match without that type of interference. Some other different way.
1: Yeah. I think she could have won it on her own. I, did, I didn't like that ending either.
0: Yeah. It, would, it just didn't seem right. I mean, I led on obviously a former NXT UK member and, I'm going to pretty much take a wild guess. She's probably going to end up either being on NXT or being a part of the NXT Europe brand, which will be awesome once they get that launched.
1: When is that supposed to happen? Do you not?
0: Sorry, say that again.
1: When is that supposed to happen? NXT Europe? When is that supposed to happen?
0: Um, I believe it's not going to happen for... I think a few more months. They were. Uh, it's going to be pretty much a whole repackage of NXT UK. Just they're going to call it NXT Europe. Okay. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But that's all I have for WWE this week. Did you have anything else to add?
1: Um, I'm. Waiting. I want to see where this Bray Wyatt and LA knot is going. Um, because of the way L.A. Knight slapped Bray Wyatt and then jumped off and ran, and the way that Bray Wyatt was looking at him, I want to see where that's going. I think that's going to be very interesting right there.
0: Yeah, I guess I could have touched up a little more on that. I apologize. But, yeah, it it's kind of weird because, you know, after L.A. Knight slapped Bray the second time, we saw the, I guess you can see the, weird little flash of vignettes, like what you would have seen from The Fiend and the Firefly Funhouse and all that transition. I kind of wonder if they're going to bring back something similar to the Fiendish character on that.
1: Yeah, and then when he when L.A. knot was leaving, and he went and you could see the um, in the background, one of the I don't know which one it was, one of the images, the other personas or whatever was standing in the background of LA not was leaving. And then next thing, you know, LA Knight's on the ground with all that stuff piled on top of him. Um, yeah, that is going to be very interesting to see what happens between them two.
0: And who knows, maybe this is going to be the introduction of uncle howdy too.
1: Yeah. Cause I think that might've been him standing in the shadows. I couldn't really see, but it was one of them standing back there when he was getting ready to leave.
0: Yeah. Something, something's going to come out of it for sure. And, you know, seeing all that piled up crap on L.A. Knight, yeah, we definitely know something's going to be happening very shortly here. And who knows, we might see it as early Survivor Series, which definitely, yeah. would, definitely would be a good match and gets L.A. Knight's career going a little more on the main roster here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really, I, I really want to see what's gonna happen with that. And I'm, I'm, because it's just the way they're building it up, and like he slapped him, slapped him again, and then he tried to run off, and then face face. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm very interested to see where it's going.
0: All right, let's start talking about AEW here for Dynamite. The results, the Blackpool Combat Clubs, Daniel Bryan, oh, Bryan Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli defeats Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Match number two, Swerve Strickland defeats Anthony Bowens. Match number three for the AEW Trios Championship, Death Triangle retains against Top Flight and A.R. Fox and I want to say welcome back to Darius Martin. But I uh, also want to congratulate A.R. Fox. I believe he ends up with the All Elite contract now because of this match. In match number four, which was a semifinal for the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament, Ethan Page is going to move on to the finals after defeating Bandito. And in the AEW Women's championship eliminator match Tony Storm defeats Anna Jay from the Jericho Appreciation Society and then going into Rampage, Ricky Starks defeats Lance Archer which was supposed to take place the week before in the first round AEW World Championship eliminator match Hook defeats Lee Moriarty in uh, retaining the ah, FTW Championship Athena gets the victory over Madison Rain, And in the main event for Rampage, Ken... the Ken- <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I had to mute myself again. Ken... I can't pronounce his first name, so fuck it. Tekeshta and... June Akiyama defeats the team of Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. Really, it was just a go-home for both these shows and not a whole lot other than, you know, everybody's taking it safe so they can make the full-gear pay-per-view that happened last night. What were your thoughts on the programming?
1: Um, I thought it was pretty good for, you know, to like, just prepare for um, full gear. Um, like, uh, the... The last of the one, Eddie Kingston. You know, there I heard themselves calling them uh, DDT. Or did, I, did I get that wrong? I thought I heard them say that because there was no way in hell I can uh, pronounce either one of their names. Um, I thought I heard them calling themselves that, unless I was wrong. I, well,
0: um, what it is is the I think the promotion's called DDT. It's a Japan promotion. Okay. And they were kind of cross-promoting it because I believe they're partnered with AEW in some way now.
1: Okay. Because there was no way in hell I could, could pronounce either one of their names. I didn't even try. Uh, but yeah, I was glad that um, Ricky Starks won against Lance Archer uh, like that. And um, then I was glad, of course, that Claudio and Brian Danielson beat um, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. Um the, the trio's titles, I already knew a different was going to win, and it was good to see Darius Martin back. Wait, ain't that his name? Yeah,
0: Darius Martin. Okay. Yeah, he's the yeah. one that had the car wreck earlier that almost costed him his career.
1: Yeah, it was good to see him back. Uh, And I liked at the end where, you know, the firm come out there and attacked uh, Moxley and then MJF come out there and got to stop them because, you know, he said he wanted Moxley to be 100% for the match. I liked that part, but, you know, but we know MJF, but anyway, (laughs) so, but yeah, it it was pretty good overall, just, you know, them getting prepared for full gear, so...
0: Yeah, and I think it's pretty safe to say that, you know, you even see this with WWE when they have their go-home programming before the pre- their premium live events. You know, AEW's taking the same approach when it comes to the go-homes for their pay-per-views, and that's the smartest move, you know. It's not going to be like a overloaded shows, which it shouldn't be because you want to save it for that big event.
1: Yeah, you. They and they stayed the the event was huge. They and they did good. That for the saving up, the getting ready for full gear, because they the full full gear was. I, I loved every minute of it. I, it was awesome. So yeah, they did the right thing.
0: Well, since we're going to talk about full gear anyway, should we just go ahead and get right to the pay per view event and our thoughts? Yes. Alright, why don't we start off with the zero hour? Um, best friends with Danhausen that gets the victory over the factory. Ricky starts gets the victory over Brain Cage in the, I guess you can say, semi final for the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. He's going to end up facing Oligo Ethan Page on next week's Dynamite for the finals. And. Eddie Kingston gets a victory in his dream match against Jun Akiyama, and after that match, we saw Eddie get pretty emotional because, again, mentioned that was his dream thing, his very big dream match he always wanted, and he got it. And we saw a much different side of Eddie Kingston than what we normally do. Then going yeah.
1: But- I'm sorry. I'm just want to say something about Eddie Kingston. I just like, I love the after the match, the way he talked and did and, and everything. I just, I love that part of Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was nice to see that he, in a way, broke character to tell the fans, you know, don't thank me. Thank yourselves. Thank you all for coming out and watching this and making it happen. And, That's very something, that's very dear for wrestling fans to hear that from any talent, you know. Mm -hmm. And the way wrestling fans are today, they enjoy seeing that kind of emotion from today's talent, which you didn't really get that a lot, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. But today, you know, with fans being a little smarter about the business, that's, that's really awesome to see that. Yeah. And we're going to go ahead and get right to the main card. We'll just go through the results and then kind of break it down. Uh, in the Steel Cage match, which opened the show, Jungle Boy Jack Perry gets a victory over Luchasaurus. And this was the shocker for me. Death Triangle retains the Trios Championship against the Elite. Jade Cargill retains the TBS Championship against Nyla Rose. Chris Jericho somehow manages to retain the Ring of Honor championship against Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara. Soraya gets a victory after her return from the being away from the ring for five years against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, in what was kind of a little bit of an upset, Samoa Joe... Now is your TNT Championship after defeating Will Hobbs and Wardlow in a triple threat style match. The team of Darby Allin and Sting get the victory over Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett in the No DQ, No Countout tag match, I guess you can call it. Yeah, Jamie Hayter becomes the new AEW Interim Women's Championship after defeating ex-champion, or former champion, however you want to say it, Tony Storm. They acclaim retain their AEW World Tag Team Championships against Swerve in Our Glory. And in the main event, this is gonna be Heather's real favorite here. MJF becomes the new AEW world champion after defeating John Moxley.
1: Boo. <laughs> I was waiting that
0: that's all you were gonna say was boo. I was waiting for something much worse.
1: Oh, that I'm sorry. That pissed me off. I'm telling you, man. I, but you didn't. You predicted it, didn't you? That that were that he was going to turn on him like that.
0: Actually, it was think. it was actually Carlos that Carlos, predicted okay. that. Carlos was the one that brought that to our attention. And great job, Carlos. Um, I'm not sure if he heard it from somewhere else or if he thought of that himself. But either way, we're going to give kudos to Carlos. But it was funny because. I made a tweet about that yesterday, and someone goes, Well, I have inside info that William Regal was going to slip the. was going to turn on Moxley. I'm like, Well, one of my team members already mentioned that. It wasn't like real inside info. (laughs) Yeah. However
1: I was like it happened and I said I I I I was like I said, I was like I was like cursed you John and I was like well, I, Carlos, I said, what didn't you said it? I was like, man, I was mad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I I think it, the writing was already on the wall. I mean, especially this being their second match and how hot MJF has become for quite some time now, especially after all the nonsense we've had with the last pay per view event. I I don't. I they made the right call. I'm sorry, Heather, but um, yeah, I I I don't think. I think if they would have kept that title on Moxley, two things: Mox was probably going to go nuts because he hasn't had his vacation yet, <laughs> and two, oh, and two, if you don't put that championship on the hot commodity, you really fucked up big on as far as keeping the interest in your company and I think the fans definitely would have rioted if that didn't happen the way it was. Well,
1: see at the beginning I knew I thought I saw uh, MJF stick that ring in his trunks. I thought he saw him do it. I was like I was thinking to myself I, I know he just put that fucking ring in his trunks. I know he did. And then he ended up pulling it out. I was like I, I was talking to somebody I was like I knew I saw him do that, <laughs> and he pulled it out, and then, it, you know, here comes a Regal down there, you know, put it down, don't do this, and blah, 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 and then he goes slipping in the fucking brass knuckles, and I'm like, you son of a bitch, so I was like, what the fuck are you doing, and then, you know, here you go, uh, like, I really don't mind, well, I do mind, so shut up, Heather, don't even lie, uh, but MJF having the belt, you know, but he's... You, you should have won it clean, motherfucker. Why, you know? <laughs> but, but, you know, that's MJF. But, like, for Regal to turn on him, you know, that kind of, like, why? You know? But, yeah, it is what it is. MJF's got the belt, and here we go. Let's see where it goes from there. But I, I saw something today. It opens up where uh, – Wardlow doesn't have the TNT title no more, so it opens up for a chance for a feud with MJF to get the AEW championship.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of different possibilities for MJF. I mean, especially with the storylines he was involved with in the last couple of years, especially with Wardlow being his lackey back when the Pinnacle was around. Yeah. So yeah, there's gonna be some interesting things coming up for MJF's way, but I think right now the right move is to have that championship on him, and to have people chase him for that championship is it can go a long way if they do it right. Yeah. Um
1: I did I hate it. I hated it. I hated it, but I mean I knew it like like I comment, you know, like I commented on your post, you know, yeah, uh, you know, I ho- I hope he doesn't, but I most likely, you know, he will. And yeah, sure enough, you know. And like what about what about the whole elite thing? How how you feel about that?
0: To be honest, that like I said, that was my shocker right there. Um I I really was expecting the elite to end up taking the trios championship because of you know what happened with the last the aftermath of the last pay-per-view I don't really want to get on to that because I think that whole situation's kind of like beating a dead horse right now um, but yeah it's the aftermath of that match though I thought was interesting cuz Tony Khan announced that they're going to have a best of 7 series now so I and I believe they counted that match last night as the first one of the seven. So right now Death Triangle is on a one oh lead against the elite and whoever ends up winning this best of seven ends up becoming the AEW trios champion. I I thought it was a right call if it was just gonna be a single match, to be honest, because one, it's an element of surprise, but two it's it was willing to show the elite doesn't necessarily always have to have championship gold around their waist, either. You know. Yeah.
1: I was I was positive that the elite was going to win. I, I was yeah. You know, I, I was like, oh yeah, here we come. The elite's going to win. You know, that's how it's going to be. And that, somebody else was saying the same thing. And then, of course, you know, they used the hammer. And I was like, well, that was a shitty way to win. Um, but, you know, Pack had been wanting him to use the hammer the whole time. And he finally did. So, you know, they won. But then somebody said, you now it sets up to, for the few to continue. And then you said, you know, best of seven series or whatever. And so, yeah, here we go. Um, but I, when is Jay Cargill going to lose the belt?
0: I don't know, cause i I thought it would have been interesting if they had Nyla Rose defeat Jade Cargill. It almost kind of seems like the championship on an undefeated streak now is kind of getting a little, I guess you can say, uninteresting. Or it's lost its steam. I just, yeah, I don't know. I. I think it would have been more interesting to have Nyla Rose give her the first loss. I'm just not
1: sure. Sh- I, I was hoping she would. I was hoping that Nyla would be the first one to get to end her, you know, be the one to end the streak or whatever and take the belt. That's what I was hoping last night.
0: Well, now this leads to the question, who do we think takes that championship and gives Jade her very first loss?
1: I cannot think of anyone. I I mean, I seriously cannot. Uh, because, you know, now uh, Jamie Hader has the um, in-town, in-town, well, I wish they'd take that word away and just leave it the championship. Because when is Thunder Rosa, is Thunder Rosa even coming back?
0: I believe she is. I mean, eventually they're going to have to have a rope. A championship match between her and Jamie Hader to de- determine who the rightful AEW women's champion is. And I have a feeling Jamie Hader will end up walking away with that one if it's yeah, done. I'm right pretty
1: sure. Well, you know, everybody's been talking about Jamie Hader needs a goal. Jamie Hader needs a goal. Well, she's got it now, but you know, this. The way she had to win, of course, them two had to interfere. But, you know, that's 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 the way, you know, it goes with um, anyone involved with Britt Baker, you know. Um, but she's got her gold now. Um, but as far as Jay Cargill, I, I don't know. I don't see. I was, thought it was going to maybe be Athena, but I really don't know now.
0: Yeah, and... I think they missed an opportunity there as well. And now all of a sudden they're turning Athena heels. So I don't think that's going to work out. And I don't really buy that they made Jade a face or made Nyla Rose a face in that match. I mean, it just basically was two heels that had animosity toward each other going for a championship. My only mm-hmm. My only thought process now is... Maybe they have one of the baddies turn on Jade and give her that first loss for the surprise element.
1: Yeah, that would be that would be a big surprise right there.
0: I mean, if you really think about it, all the shit she's been giving Layla Gray, who knows, maybe Layla Gray might be the answer to give Jade that first loss and take the championship off her. Even if it's for mm-hmm. like a transitional period, you know. That, yeah, that could be something they can go with.
1: And uh, what about the tag team uh, champ? The match. What about when um, Keith Lee walked out? That I thought that was something else right there.
0: Well, you know, Swerve slapping Keith Lee. Yeah. I mean, eventually we were going to see the breakup. We just weren't sure how. I thought it would have been more of a. Keith or swerve hits Keith Lee with some kind of object but I was not expecting a slap in the face and hell yeah I wouldn't take that shit <laughs> nope, no
1: I wouldn't either I would have slapped him back though or,
0: or I would have just power slammed him or power bombed him <laughs> on the mat and threw one of the claim top of him and say take that you son of a bitch
1: <laughs>
0: that's that's the route I would have went as far as the tag team championship Uh the the no DQ, no count out, tag match though kinda threw me off a bit. I if it's a no DQ, no count out, why do you need bother tagging in? There's there's no yeah. there's no rules. It should have been more like what Will mentioned before when we griped about this type of style of a tag match. They should have just made this a Texas tornado match.
1: <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
0: Um, I was a little bummed because I kind of felt the match was a little bit sloppy at some points on that. I mean, but given the fact that, you know, you got two old-time wrestlers in Jeff Jarrett and Sting, you know, they're not going to be able to wrestle as good as they used to, you know, 20 years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought that was a pretty good match, though. All, all, all yeah. things considered, you know, with Sting as I was CC three years old, he's still going strong. Yeah, uh, I'm loving that whole thing with him and Darby. Darby just don't give a fuck. He just his he puts his body on the line every time. Well, he 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 don't care. <laughs> well,
0: and you see, Sting take more risks at his old age now compared to what he took in his younger years, which is kind of. Well, interesting. You'd think it'd be the opposite direction. <laughs> so you know, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm impressed with what Sting's willing to do, especially creeping up there.
1: Um, yeah, him sixty three years old, going through them three tables that time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I mean, heaven forbid if he wants to do it, he feels good doing it. Let him do it. You know, let him let him write his final chapters the way he wants to do it.
1: Yeah, no, nothing
0: wrong with that. Um,
1: yeah, I thought that whole match was insane out there. I really enjoyed that match. That that was a crazy-ass match right there. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, sports and entertainment-wise, it was a good match for sure. Um, like I said, there was just a few sloppy moments where it kind of drove me nuts, but it is what it is, you know. <laughs>
1: But, I don't like Jeff Jarrett.
0: <laughs> yeah, not that kind of seems to be a consistent feeling with a lot of wrestling fans. <laughs> um, While we go into what I felt was the match of the night, though, even though we talked briefly about it, I thought match of the night definitely went to Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm, even though there was interference. That match brought the crowd to life, though. I mean... Did you seeing the way the fans reacted when Jamie Hater got that three count? I I think Tony Khan made the right decision on putting that championship around Hader. She's been really hot I think ever since she came off the Jericho cruise from last year and the way she's been getting the support, especially having the few animosity moments with Dr. Britt Baker. It's going to be interesting to see how that ends up going down the road, too. How well will those two get along with Jamie having that strap around her waist?
1: I want her to turn on Britt. I mean, she almost already did. Uh, And then, you know, because when that other match where she pulled her out of the ring and stuff, they, they almost had that split. And then she turned around and she came back and was back kissing up to Brit. I don't want her to turn on her, and I want it to be a few. That's what I want. Because um, I think Jamie Hayter is better off on her own.
0: Right. I feel the same way. I mean, a powerhouse like her, she can take on a scrawny little twerp like Dr. Brent Baker, for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, one thing that kind of got me by a little bit weird was the way the steel cage match went because in a normal steel cage match if you escape to the floor you automatically win and we saw where christian cage took the key out of James posey's pocket there and opens up the door and you know gets it to the point where luchasaurus can come out and i don't know maybe i maybe aew steel cage matches are a different concept when it comes to winning, but I guess what they should have said was, you know, the only way to win this steel cage match is in the steel cage. Like escape. I,
1: I don't like that, because when he came out, that's what I automatically thought, too. I was like, okay, well, he won the match. Yeah. You know, because he's, he's out of the cage, but then they kept going. I was like, okay, what is this? <laughs>
0: yeah, and I don't know if you follow... Uh, Just In Time from the end Time podcast, I think it is. But they, uh, yeah, he made the point saying, wait a minute. Luchasaurus is out out of the cage and on the floor. Shouldn't he have won the match? And I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, technically you're right in a typical steel cage match. But where they kept continuing the match, I'm like, well, that's weird. They never really announced how you can win this match, which they normally do every steel cage match I mean I have seen steel cage matches where they have announced that the only way you can win is pin or submission in the steel cage and I'm thinking this is what they were doing they just didn't really kind of emphasize storyline wise that's how this match was going to be
1: yeah, I think they should have announced that because as soon as he came out of that door, I was like, okay, match over, he won. And I was like, okay, well, if that was the match. Well, that sucked, you know, because for it to be over with like that, but then they kept going like they did. So I was like, okay, then we're going to get more match, which I was happy because of the match just ended like that would have been stupid. So, you know, then I was like, okay, they kept going. So then that made, I was like, okay, we'll get a more match and it's it's better. So.
0: How did you feel about Soraya's return to the ring on this event?
1: I thought she did amazing for her first match back after being gone for so long. I thought she did really good. And it was awesome, of course, for her to get the win uh, on her first match back. And I actually um, tweeted, you know, that she did amazing. And, of course, I had some... Uh, I disagree. Well, you know what? Fuck your opinion. Uh <laughs> wow but anyway i thought she did really good for her first match back after being gone for so long no i i thought they did an
0: excellent job on trying to keep safe um the only thing (laughs) i would say was the only negative about the match was too many spots with showcasing you know the neck and all that Yeah, I I think they just kind of overdid it as far as that goes. But as far as the way they worked, I thought Dr. Britt Baker did a good job helping carry Soraya in that match a little bit. I think Soraya did a really good job not getting too wild and taking some of the necessary bumps she needed to make sure that she can still keep wrestling in the ring. And, you know, seeing her brother, Zach, sitting there at ringside, I thought was an awesome add to the whole storyline, especially with Britt Baker taunting him a little bit during the match. Yeah. Um, As far as the whole match goes, it was awesome. Saraya could definitely show that she can still do it, and hopefully we'll continue to see her do more stuff here in AEW. Going on to the... Let's go ahead and... Oh, sorry. Did you have more to that?
1: I was just saying that's I was just saying that's why I'm looking forward to, to to more of her to see more of what she can do and everything. That's that's what I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah, uh, as long as she keeps herself safe and away from having spots with the neck, I think she'll continue to keep get being better in the ring. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the Fatal Four Way for the Ring of Honor Championship. Chris Jericho retains against Sammy Guevara brian danielson and claudio Castagnoli. i that match could have gone almost in any direction with the outcome to be honest i thought a couple of times sammy was actually going to pull it off and get the championship away from jericho
1: i was hoping he did I mean, I was, I was glad to see him whooping up on Chris Jericho. I was glad to see that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see how Sammy's role is with the Jericho Appreciation Society now, though, because you know he made it very clear he wanted to get that championship. Unfortunately, he failed to do so, and seeing Jericho come in and hit that Judas effect on Claudio after him and Danielson were going at it. Uh, yeah, I mean, props to Jericho. He he hit the Judas effect at the right opportunity and gets the victory over. I think it was he pinned Claudio Dindy.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I it's going to be interesting to see what happens. How Jericho keeps going on with the Ring of Honor World Title now that we know that he's going to have to face Ishii at. <laughs> the next Dynamite. So that's going to be a real interesting match right there. Yeah. In fact, Wednesday's looking like a pretty good card for just a normal TV event. So if you're an AEW fan, definitely be tuned Wednesday night for that match. And the last match we're going to cover that we haven't yet, uh, the TNT Championship match. And I thought that was kind of a... Interesting one, because I would have never thought it would have happened, but Samoa Joe gets the victory over Will Hobbs and Wardlow after Wardlow gave uh, Will Hobbs the powerbomb symphony, which I didn't think was going to happen, but it did. And then we see Samoa Joe come in, attack Wardlow behind with the TNT championship, gets the, gets the, I guess, the Kufita Kufita, yeah, Kurafita clutch, whatever you call it damn thing. Onto Will Hobbs and Will Hobbs ends up passing out and Yeah, we got a new TNT champion, Samoa Joe, who's both the TNT the AEW TNT champion and the Ring of Honor World Television champion. What was your thoughts on that one?
1: Uh, it was a pretty good match. Um just yeah, I still just don't like the whole thing of Samoa Joe turning on Wardlow. But you know now Samoa Joe's got two belts, and interesting to see where that goes. But like, like the, I told you earlier, somebody said you know at least Warlock open you know, to go after MJF. Um, I'm I'm interested to see that. Um, but yeah, that match was pretty good, and you know of course Warlock didn't have to be the one to tap out or be some to be um, pinned or anything like that. So.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if Wardlow gets a rematch for that TNT championship against Samoa Joe. Yeah. But you can make a good case for Will Hobbs to have a championship match, too, as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the near future with that whole situation.
1: A lot of interesting opportunities.
0: Going into our top 10s for the week, it's going to be an interesting one on my end because it kind of felt like AEW had more of the dominating force this week. But I got top 10 for both me and William, who was kind enough to send it to me this morning. So, yeah, anyways, of course, ladies first. We're going to start with you, Heather, on your number 10.
1: i I've hit Bond Breaker.
0: All right. And for Will's number 10, he put Jamie Hader, which is kind of funny where you'll see mine not. Uh, my number 10 was actually Butch for SmackDown. So what, let's have your number 9.
1: Uh, so are you.
0: Interesting. Will put Akira Tozawa, and I put Seth freaking Rollins. Which is actually back-to-back number nines on Rollins for me in the last two weeks. So, all right, let's get you number eight.
1: Pony Storm.
0: Awesome. We'll put down uh, Samoa Joe, and for me, I put Surya, which is going to be interesting <laughs> to see how number seven works. And let's have yours,
1: Jamie Hader. <laughs>
0: And Will put down Soraya. And I put down Jade Cargill. Your number six?
1: I uh, put Austin Theory.
0: Oh, wow. I, and see, I almost thought you were going to have him as your number one this week, the way it was going. So, I, but uh, yeah, Will's number six was the tag team of Top Flight. My number six goes to their... Re- the rem- ah, reigning NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose, your number five,
1: Jungle Boy.
0: All right, and Will's number five. Interesting goes to Mandy Rose. Yeah, my number five goes to the reigning Ring of Honor Champion Chris Jericho. Going to your number four, the Elite. Interesting. Uh, Will's number four goes to Madcap Moss. My number four goes to All Ego Ethan Page. Your number three?
1: Death Triangle.
0: <laughs> wow. Now, okay, I have to ask was that kind of a hard one for you?
1: Yes, I'm telling you, my whole top 10 is really AEW-sided. I'm telling you, I could not rate anybody.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I mean, that's kind of how mine was. I mean, I think AEW definitely had the better programming, obviously, with the pay-per-view event last night. Mm -hmm. But but anyhow, uh, going into Will's number three, he had JD McDonough. And my number three goes to Kevin Owens, even though we're not certain where he's going to end up as far as the Survivor Series pay-per-view event. So I really hope he he's able to do it, but if not, I understand too. But let's give your let's get your number 2.
1: NJF uh,
0: <laughs> Interesting. So I kind of scratched my head on this one cuz we will put Aubrey Edwards. I was a little shocked on that one i i guess it's because aubrey took a bumper a, a punch from uh, athena on rampage so yeah and she did okay selling it i mean it obviously didn't land look if you watched it but yeah that was pretty cool for aubrey to finally take a punch from the talent um other than you know the little shove she yeah. gets from jericho every once in a while i hope one day she just kicks him in the balls or something for it
1: i hope so <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think everybody's in ante- anticipating that one but uh interesting my number 2 also goes to mjf so yeah i'm kind of interested in knowing what's your number who's your number 1 this week
1: oh take a wild guess john moxley yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I didn't see that one coming or anything, you know. Uh, Will's, Williams, number one, goes to Eddie Kingston. I'm sure a lot of it was due to his uh, dream match going against June Akiyama. And my number one goes to the very red-hot Jamie Hayter who just became the AEW Interim Women's Champion. So, That's going to wrap it up for our top ten segment. And with nobody else really being in the chat this week, I'm sure a lot of that's still due to the NFL season going strong. Why don't we just go ahead and wrap it up with the credits and all that. So I want to take the time to say thank you to Lipson.com for hosting our podcast on their servers. Thank you to Pixabee.com for allowing us to donate money and use their royalty-free music from the artist Light Saturation, coma media. At Coma Media and Vidden. Also wanted to let you all know, we we do interact on other platforms. If you go to our Facebook group, just find us under The Fans of Pro Wrestling. We also have our website, thefansofprowrestling.com. Please be sure you go to the secure side of that by typing in HTTPS. Also, we have an interactive voicemail if you want to leave us your thoughts or any kind of predictions, rumors, things you might hear, our numbers area code 385 367 4772. And you can also reach us on Twitter. Um, you want to go ahead and give your Twitter alias there, Heather?
1: It's at BamaGirl underscore the number four underscore EVA, Bama Girl Forever. And, oh, yeah, roll tide, bitches. I was
0: going to say, you forgot your line there, but (laughs) you got it. You can uh, reach William at William, W-I-L-L-I-A-M, H-O-P-P-E, number 8, William Hoppy 8. You can reach me, John, at J-O-H-N, W-F Insight. And we also have an account for the podcast at WF Insight Podcast, and you can also reach carlos who uh, we want to send our well wishes to he wasn't able to make the show he's come down with the flu so big shout out to carlos our other co-host you can reach him at c to the los 77 and he also has his nonprofit at conquer the no basically conquer the no and other than that, I do you have some shout outs you want to give out there?
1: Um let's see. Uh NWO machine. Um we got Brian Ballard, I don't know his app. Um from Tap Out Talk. We got um twenty five, he's always here to support us. She's here every time. Um got Vader from Wish. We've got uh, Wrestling with the Truth podcast. Uh, Ted Hill, the Hillbilly Hill. Um, let's see, you think of anybody?
0: Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Austin Boyer with uh, Wrestle- ah, Wrestling World. Also, Augusto L. Elite, who does uh, pretty much covers AEW on a weekly basis with his podcast. Also, like to shout out the Chime in podcast. Today we laughed and learned podcast. Also, Ken, who d- does the Mister Gentleman Lifestyle podcast, and also want to shout out a few accounts at Real Jack Cassidy, at Ron Boot or I think it's Ron Buddha. He goes by on Twitter. I can't remember his actual Twitter handle, but he is a big time wrestling fan out there. Does a wonderful job keeping uh, shout outs to our fellow wrestling fans there. And I also wanna give a big shout out to one of my local buddies, Rob Sykes. He goes by the real Robo, I believe on Twitter. He's also come in every once in a while and gives us a listen to here and there and As far as my other shout outs, I think that's about where I'm at, unless you have any others to add.
1: No, I think that's about it,
0: okay, And also, you can listen to us on your favorite streaming audio platform. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Deezer, Ghana. We also have our YouTube channel. Just search for the Wrestling Fans Insight Podcast. And we're also on Good Pods. We don't get the rankings every week. It's every other week. So we'll try to keep everybody tuned in how we're ranking probably next episode. But other than that, um, I'm going to try to plan a special space on black friday i'm actually off from work on that day so if i can get something geared up i'm hoping i can get something going with all the other co-hosts if we do cool if not we'll just be on here again next sunday our usual time 3 p.m eastern standard time Uh, other than that i hope you all have a good week heather you have a final goodbye to give to everyone
1: um just thank y'all for listening and hope you enjoyed the show
0: all right we'll catch you all again like i said next sunday 3 p.m eastern peace out happy thanksgiving to everyone hope you all have a safe holiday with your families here in the u.s and anywhere else that celebrates and we will see you next sunday for sure